Welcome to the 95th Academy Awards, celebrating the best in film from last year. With the most nominations, everything, everywhere, all at once, followed by All Quiet on the Western Front, with performances by singers that I don't care for, and actors that are long overdue. That's how I would have done the Academy Awards, the voice of the Oscars. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. It's Saturday night, or as the late Don Pardo would say, This is Saturday Night with Musical Guest. And your host for Saturday Night Live. I have no idea who he is. He's a football player. But all seriousness aside, who's hosting tonight? Travis Kels. Kind of easy on the eyes. Kind of has a little bit of a Luke McFarlane quality. We are a week away. Is it a week? Oh my God. From the Academy Awards. That's why I did that intro. I've got a lot of watching to do. I think I will start maybe tonight, tomorrow, followed by um, Friday. So we'll see what happens. Um... You know, yeah, you know, the Academy, oh, and the Screen Actors, or not the Screen Actors, the Independent Spirit Awards, because I love independent films, and a few are nominated at the Academy Awards. That's always the thing, you know, in the past you would do an indie film and then you would get nominated. You know, you do a blockbuster, you're not going to get nominated, although if you're Angela Bassett, then you got nominated. Angela Bassett is the first actor ever to be nominated from a superhero film, a Marvel film. Isn't that interesting? Huh. But wait a minute. What about Batman and what about the Joker? I mean, think about it. Two actors have won Oscars for playing the Joker. That late Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix. Hey, who's counting? The Academy Awards are... They're an industry event. I've always told people that. So when people get upset that Spider-Man Homecoming is not nominated, remember, this is an industry event, not the Blockbuster Awards, which I think have been defunct since the early 2000s. But I digress. It's Saturday night. I um, just kind of took, you know, uh, a rest day because I worked all week. It was intense, but it was also very fulfilling, and that's my purpose, as is podcasting, giving you the best of my voice, or as I have attempted to on occasion. Now, sometimes what I do to get warmed up is I sing a little, you know, blue songs, black key songs, and kind of get my voice, you know, it's, it's like going to the gym for the voice. Then I am also reminded that after I record this, I have to work out, so um, yeah, it's, it's Saturday night. It's it's a it's a relaxing Saturday night. But next week, next weekend, not this weekend, I will be going to an Oscar party. So I'm very excited about first Oscar party. Usually I just sit at home and watch the Academy Awards and I'm looking forward to it. And so, you know, whatever's nominated, we'll watch. Um, I've seen everything, everywhere, all at once. I've seen the Banshees of Inishirin, 
all quiet on the Western Front. So I've seen three of the Best Picture nominees. I have a lot of films to catch up on. Of course, Tar. I don't know if I want to watch it. I've, I've heard some interesting things about it. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens. So with the Academy Awards for 95 years, the film industry has given out, it used to be called the Academy Award of Merit. It wasn't called the Oscar until the late 30s. In fact, the supporting categories have only been in existence since 1936. So only since 1936, Best Supporting Actor and Best Supporting Actress has been given out. I think the first one the first, was the first winner, Gail Sundergaard, for Best Supporting Actress. <coughs> You know, there's there's always kind of um, there's a political thing to okay best oh 1937, for but for the 1936 film season yeah okay yeah the first one was Gail Sundergaard um, for uh, Anthony Adverse. And back then, I think they were given, like, a plaque. And then later, they, you know, they were given, like, probably a replacement Oscar. And then, of course, there is Best Supporting Actor. Same thing. It's only been in existence since uh, 1936. Now, with Best Supporting Actress, two-time winners are Diane Wiest, Shelley Winters, and the most nominations without a win, Thelma Ritter. Thelma Ritter... If, if you heard the show where I talked about Birdman of Alcatraz, she was in that. She played, <laughs> she played the Birdman's mother. So Thelma Ritter was a really great supporting actress. I've never, you know, never won. And, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy that, you know, um, to quote Peter O'Toole, statues made out of snow. Uh, and the best supporting actor, the one with the most wins is Walter Brennan with three. And then I know that um, uh, Michael Caine has two, as does the late, um, uh, what's his name? Is he won back to back? Trying to remember. I think I'm going to have to go down and look. Okay, Anthony Quinn had two. The legendary Anthony Quinn. George Kennedy, for um, he had one. Who had two? I'm trying to remember who had two. Ah, Jason Robards. Jason Robards won two consecutive Academy Awards for Best Supporting Actor for All the President's Men and Julia. All right. So, yeah, it's, you know, and then, of course, you've got the Best Actor and the Best Actress. They've been there since the beginning, Okay. This is an industry event. It's an industry event. There's a lot of po politics behind it. Who's in favor? The dark horse. Whenever the dark horse wins, that really does ensure for an interesting, and I do mean interesting, Academy Awards. So this year, what's going to happen? I mean, leading up to it, you know, to talk about this, it's, it's thrilling. It's thrilling. Um... But also you have the Independent Spirit Awards coming up. I always mention the Independent Spirit Awards because, you know, usually some of the winners are win at the Independent Spirit Awards, win at the Academy Awards. 
Yeah. Now, this year you've got everything everywhere all at once. You've got All Quiet on the Western Front. You've got Tar. You know, you, you've got a, a lot of um, very interesting films. Of course, you've got Top Gun Maverick. I didn't see the first one. Well, no, I saw bits and pieces. Uh, this, this sequel I didn't watch. Kind of not really my tea. <laughs> but that's the thing with the Oscars. There's always something for somebody. Whether it's a foreign film, a documentary, that feature film that you just love. And yes, it's an Academy Award nominated or an Academy Award winning performance. That's always the thing. It's like when, you, when you're a kid and you get those books and it's the Caldecott Medal Award or it's the, you know, this award winning book. There's a reason why it has been selected it is, it is the best of the best. Now, with the Oscars, that's kind of a weird thing. And I, I think of my friend Tony who said, yeah, you've got five nominees and only one gets to go home. When really, all five of them should get a plaque. You know, and, and they usually do. You usually get like a piece of paper, you know, you know, for your nomination. Now, if you win, you get the award. It's interesting. It's... Uh, it's uh, fascinating. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've, I have Saturday Night Live on um, uh, in uh, the background, and I have it muted. And you know, Saturday Night Live, we we won't even go there. Although a few of the Oscar-nominated actors usually go on SNL. Some legendary people have won Oscars. I mean, think about it, and especially in supporting, you got Robert De Niro for his first one for as Vito Corleone. And um, The Godfather Part Two, he spoke all Italian. You've got uh, George Burns from The Sunshine Boys, uh, Christopher Walken for The Deer. That's such a disturbing movie. Timothy Hutton, Ordinary People, John <coughs> John Gilgood for um, Arthur, uh, Louis Cossett Jr. for An Officer and a Gentleman, and Jack Nicholson for Terms of Endearment, and the late Hang S. Noir. Noir uh, for the killing fields, he wasn't really even an actor, you know. Um, so yeah, what's gonna happen? Who knows what's gonna happen? The Academy Awards um, are always kind of unpredictable. They are. There's the predictable, and then there's the unpredictable. And who who knows what's gonna happen? I like the unpredictable. I like the year that everyone thought. That and I even thought it that you know Glenn Close was gonna win. She'd been nominated so many times. Who wins? Olivia Coleman for the favorite. Now I watched both films. I watched Olivia Coleman in the favorite. I laughed. I laughed my ass off. I um <clears throat> you don't take that lightly. I I also was moved by her performance because she was able to encapsulate grief, humor desire she she brought it all for, to the forefront and um and then you had glenn close and the wife glenn close was favored to win and so everyone in the room was upset she lost and i'm like wait a minute but i saw the favorite because even olivia coleman didn't think she was gonna win and i remember listening to a podcast i don't know if he still does it a uh, david Tennant, uh, who played doctor who uh, because Olivia Coleman, she's a British actor. She was on Broadchurch in England. She was on Doctor Who. 
And um, here she is winning the Oscar. She told David Tennant she didn't think she was going to win. And she won. Isn't that crazy? It's really crazy. So here we are. It's the Academy Awards. You know, everyone thinks that when you win certain awards, it leads up to it. And then what happens? You have that surprise. And that's my hope about the upcoming Oscars, is that we have some surprises. Because, yes, I get it. You know, the, all of the other awards leading up to it, it becomes really, really predictable and pretentious. That's the other thing about Hollywood Industry Awards. They, they are pretentious, but they are industry awards. We watch them because it's like looking through a peephole to see what the Academy has chosen or picked or to, well, you know what? Um, an example of this is a really great film called California Suite with Oscar winners <laughs> um, Maggie Smith and Michael Caine and I bring that up because um, Maggie Smith plays this actress who loses the Oscar and what happens in reality she wins the Oscar but Michael Caine and her I mean um, let me see is this it Oh, here we go. Tequila. You never told me what award I missed when I went to the camp. The best documentary short subject. Oh, damn it. My favorite category. What one? The Midgets of Leipzig. A Czech-Polish production. Zygmunt Vinetsky, producer. Directed by Litvars Ombredovich and Stefan Fletch. Mm. I thought they would. What was the best picture? The best picture. You were there when they announced it. It came after the best actress. I was in a deep depression at the time. What was the best bloody picture? You mean what was the best picture of the year, or what did those idiots pick as the best picture of the year? What won the award, you asshole? I am not an asshole. Don't you call me that. Sydney, I have just thrown up on some of the best people in Hollywood. Now is no time to be sensitive. What was the best picture? I'm not telling you. I'm not asking you. I'm threatening you, you crud! No, I'm definitely not going to tell you. I'm sorry, I take it back, Sydney. You're not a crud. <laughs> Am I still an arsehole? Definitely. Then I'm never going to tell you. It's abominably tonight. You're not. Abominably. You're not. Abom I am going to bed. We have a 10 a.m. plane to catch in the morning. 10 a.m. in the morning. That is redundant. <laughs> That's why I wanted to show that. It was like... What did they pick? Because, <laughs> you know, she's lost. But in reality, she won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for California Suite. And years later, Michael Caine would win for Henna and Her Sisters and The Cider House Rules. So that's really what happens. You know, you do a film about these different characters one happens to be nominated for an oscar and then reality she wins the award okay that happened again in 2005 when kate blanchett won for playing katherine hepburn a four-time oscar winner in the aviator so yeah 
what's going to be picked. You know, they, they vote on it. They vote on it, and then sometimes we watch it, sometimes we don't watch it. I don't think I've ever seen Birdman, but I have seen The Revenant. There's certain films that hold up the test of, you know, the ones that don't win are still classic films, okay? Like Reds, like, um, I'm trying to think what else has been nominated. Oh, Dr. Zhivago. Oh, God, that film. I love that film. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Now, certain films that have won do hold up with the test of time. One being Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs won the big five. Best uh, screenplay, best actor, best actress, best director, and best picture. Now, that's only happened three times. First time was four. It happened one night. And the next time was four. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. So here we are. That may never happen again. Okay. But this year, I mean, anything can happen. I'm, I'm going to do several predictions leading up to the Academy Awards, the 95th Annual Academy Awards, the Oscars. So right now I will say best. I could change it. I could change it. Best supporting actor. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I mean, you know, there's a favorite. There's a favorite to win. There are the dark horses. But I am going to go with the favorite. I'm going to go with Kihu Kwan for everything, everywhere, all at once. Best supporting actress. Now, this is where it's going to get interesting. It could either go to Jamie Lee Curtis or Angela Bassett. I'm going to go with Angela Bassett. All right. Because her character dies in Wakanda forever. Just saying, if you didn't know that, I'm sorry to spoil that for you. Usually, that used to be the thing. If you died in the film, you got nominated. (laughs) You got a nomination. Die and they get an Oscar nomination or they win. Okay. Um, best actor, Colin Farrell. I've, I'm going to stick with Colin Farrell. That's my gut instinct right there. Okay. All right. Best actress. Now, same, just saying what I said about Colin Farrell and him winning because it's going to be unexpected that he wins, although he's already won a few awards. Now, it could either be Michelle Yeoh or Kate Blanchett. Right now, I'm going to go with Michelle Yeoh. Now, that could change. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say this. My gut reaction, it's going to be Colin Farrell, Best Actor, and Best Actress, Michelle Yeoh. Because Kate Blanchett already has two. Um, and then there's the subject matter of Tar. I will tell you honestly... I don't see this nomination for Michelle Yeoh as, um, uh, you know, a greatest hits package because she's been around a long time. I see this as really that is a moving performance. And Michelle Yeoh is giving you everything that she can in everything, everywhere, all at once. She's an actress and she's a mother. She's a rock. I mean, seriously, you need to watch it. Watch it. And see her transformation. 
throughout the film and the action sequences. But, you know, also, I want to say the, the young lady that plays her daughter, I could even see her getting it. I mean, that really, that performance, that performance is, you know, watching everything everywhere all at once. I, I really, you know, now that I can think back on it, that's intense. And I'm going to say, um, oh, God, she's so good. She is just so good. Okay. Oh, and she's from Torrance. <laughs> I've been to Torrance, California. Interesting place. Yes, yes. Um, I want to say her name right. I always have trouble saying names, and it's like, if I put your name, correct me. Stephanie Shu. Stephanie Shu, who plays the daughter in Everything Everywhere All at Once. She plays Joy. She is nominated for Best Supporting Actress. If she wins, that, I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't be surprised if she wins, if, she, if that's the surprise of the night. That performance is beyond I mean she's giving us sarcasm she's giving us seriousness and at the same time that mother-daughter relationship she's playing um, a gay woman and her mother doesn't want to tell the father who's just come from the old country that you know she, she has a girlfriend oh this is her friend and so throughout the movie it's about these, you know, alternate universes and also at the same time coming to the realization and the truth of letting things go. And that's why I loved everything, everywhere, all at once, as well as All Quiet on the Western Front. So it's really anyone's game at the Academy Awards. The 95th Academy Awards will be airing on ABC next weekend, March 12th. Get ready. I'm going to have some popcorn, probably some hors d'oeuvres at the party. Um, I even have a surprise for the party hostess. But as always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>